Welcome to the Frater H. Reading Podcast. I am Frater H. In this podcast recording, whenever and wherever you're hearing it, I will continue the series of 22 texts taken from the received writing of Aleister Crowley. These readings are intended to correspond to the days from March 20th to April 10th which are the days from the vernal equinox to the three days that mark the writing of the Book of the Law. There is one text for each day. Each of these can be corresponded to one of the 22 tarot cards of the Major Arcana, beginning with the Universe, or World, card, and moving in order toward the Fool card. These 22 readings are part of a year-long cycle of readings developed by James A. Eshelman. Since this episode contains multiple days and texts, please look at the show notes for the details about where in the episode each day's reading begins. I will begin this episode with the reading for March 27th. There will be mispronunciations. This is the reading for March 27th. It corresponds to the Art, or Temperance, card. This is Chapter 7 of Liber Ararita. Aleph. Then... In the might of the lion did I formulate unto myself that holy and formless fire, kof, dalet, sheen, which darteth and flasheth through the depths of the universe. At the touch of the fire, Kadash, the earth melted into a liquor clear as water. At the touch of the fire, Kadash, the water smoked into a lucid air. At the touch of the fire, Kadash, the air ignited and became fire. At the touch of the fire, Kadash, O Lord, the fire dissipated into space. At the touch of the fire, Kadash, O Lord, the space resolved itself into a profundity of mind. At the touch of the fire, Kadash, the mind of the Father was broken up into the brilliance of our Lord the Son. At the touch of the fire Kadash, the brilliance of our Lord was absorbed into the knot of Our Lady of the body of the milk of the stars. Then only was the fire Kadash extinguished, when the enterer was driven back from the threshold, and the Lord of Silence was established upon the lotus flower. Then was accomplished all that which was to be accomplished, and all and one and not were slain in the slaying of the warrior 418. In the slaying of the subtlety that expanded all these things into the twelve rays of the crown that returned unto one and beyond one, even unto the vision of the fool in his folly that chanted the word Ararita, and beyond the word and the fool, yea, beyond the word and the fool.
This is the reading for March 28th, which in this series is corresponded to the Death card. The text assigned to this day, Liber Arcanorum, or Liber 231, is unique among the received works because almost all of its content is in two organized tables of very simple pictograms. As there's no way to convey these through the podcast format, you're going to have to seek them elsewhere. However, the accompanying these pictograms is a very short text of 22 lines, which I will read now. Zero. A. The heart of E-A-O dwelleth in ecstasy in the secret place of the thunders. Between Asar and Asi he abideth in joy. 1. The lightnings increased, and the Lord Tahuti stood forth. The voice came from the silence. Then the one ran and returned. 2. Now hath Nuit veiled herself, that she may open the gate of her sister. 3. The Virgin of God is enthroned upon an oyster shell. She is like a pearl, and seeketh seventy to her four. In her heart is Hadith, the invisible glory. 4. Now riseth Rahurquit, and dominion is established in the star of the flame. 5. Also is the star of the flame exalted, bringing benediction to the universe. 6. Here then, beneath the winged Eros, is youth, delighting in the one and the other. He is Asar between Asi and Nephthi. He cometh forth from the veil. 7. He rideth upon the chariot of eternity. The white and the black are harnessed to his car. Therefore he reflecteth the fool, and the sevenfold veil is reveiled. 8. Also came forth Mother Earth with her lion, even Sekhet, the lady of Asi. 9. Also the priest veiled himself, lest his glory be profaned, lest his word be lost in the multitude. 10. Now then the father of all issued as a mighty wheel, the Sphinx, and the dog-headed god and Typhon were bound on his circumference. 11. Also the lady Ma'at with her feather and her sword abode to judge the righteous, for fate was already established. 12. Then the Holy One appeared in the great water of the north. As a golden dawn did he appear, bringing benediction to the fallen universe. 13. Also, Asar was hidden in Amenti, and the lords of time swept over him with the sickle of death. 14. 
and a mighty angel appeared as a woman, pouring vials of woe upon the flames, lighting the pure steam with her brand of cursing, and the iniquity was very great. 15. Then the Lord Kem arose, he who is holy among the highest, and set up his crowned staff for to redeem the universe. 16. He smote the towers of wailing. He brake them in pieces in the fire of his anger, so that he alone did escape from the ruin thereof. 17. Transformed, the holy virgin appeared as a fluidic fire, making her beauty into a thunderbolt. 18. By her spells she invoked the scarab, the Lord kept raw, so that the waters were cloven, and the illusion of the towers was destroyed. 19. Then the sun did appear, unclouded, and the mouth of Asi was upon the mouth of Asar. 20. Then also the pyramid was builded, so that the initiation might be complete. 21. And in the heart of the Sphinx danced the Lord Adonai, in his garlands of roses and pearls, making glad the concourse of things, yea, making glad the concourse of things. This is the reading for March 29th. In this series, it corresponds to The Hanged Man, this is Lieber 65, Chapter 3. Verily and Amen. I passed through the deep sea, and by the rivers of running water that abound therein, and I came unto the land of no desire, wherein was a white unicorn with the silver collar, whereon was graven the aphorism Linnea Veridis Girat Universa. Then the word of Adonai came unto me by the mouth of the magister mine, saying, O heart that art girt about with the coils of the old serpent, lift up thyself unto the mountain of initiation. But I remembered, Yea, Thon, Yea, Thali, Yea, Lilith, these three were about me from of old, for they are one. Beautiful wast thou, O Lilith, thou serpent woman. Thou wast lithe and delicious to the taste, and thy perfume was of musk mingled with ambergris. Close didst thou cling with thy coils unto the heart, and it was as the joy of all the spring. But I beheld in thee a certain taint, even in that wherein I delighted. I beheld in thee the taint of thy father, the ape, of thy grandsire, the blind worm of slime. I gazed upon the crystal of the future, and I saw the horror of the end of thee. Further, I destroyed the time past and the time to come, had I not the power of the sand glass, but in the very hour I beheld corruption. Then I said, O my beloved, O Lord Adonai, I pray thee to loosen the coils of the serpent. 
but she was closed fast upon me, so that my force was stayed in its inception. Also I prayed unto the elephant god, the lord of beginnings, who breaketh down obstruction. These gods came right quickly to mine aid. I beheld them. I joined myself unto them. I was lost in their vastness. Then I beheld myself, compassed about with the infinite circle of emerald that encloseth the universe. O snake of emerald, thou hast no time past, no time to come, verily thou art not. Thou art delicious beyond all taste and touch, thou art not to be beheld for glory. Thy voice is beyond the speech and the silence and the speech therein, and thy perfume is of pure ambergris that is not weighed against the finest gold of the fine gold. Also, thy coils are of infinite range. The heart that thou dost encircle is an universal heart. I, and me, and mine, were sitting with lutes in the marketplace of the great city, the city of the violets and the roses. The night fell, and the music of the lutes was stilled. The tempest arose, and the music of the lutes was stilled. The hour passed, and the music of the lutes was stilled. But thou art eternity and space, thou art matter and motion, and thou art the negation of all these things, for there is no symbol of thee. If I say, Come up upon the mountains, the celestial waters flow at my word, but thou art the water beyond the waters. The red three-angled heart hath been set up in thy shrine, for the priests despised equally the shrine and the god, yet all the while thou wast hidden therein, as the Lord of Silence is hidden in the buds of the lotus. Thou art Sebek, the crocodile against Esar. Thou art Mati, the slayer in the deep. Thou art Typhon, the wrath of the elements. O oh, thou who transcendest the forces in their concourse and their cohesion, in their death and their disruption, thou art Python, the terrible serpent about the end of all things. I turned me about thrice in every way, and always I came at the last unto thee. Many things I beheld, mediate and immediate, but beholding them no more, I beheld thee. Come thou, O beloved one, O Lord God of the universe, O vast one, O minute one, I am thy beloved. All day I sing of thy delight, all night I delight in thy song. There is no other day or night than this. Thou art beyond the day and the night. I am thyself, O my Maker, my Master, my Mate. I am like the little red dog that sitteth upon the knees of the unknown. Thou hast brought me into great delight. Thou hast given me of thy flesh to eat, and thy blood for an offering of intoxication. Thou hast fastened the fangs of eternity in my soul, and the poison of the infinite hath consumed me utterly.
I am become like a luscious devil of Italy, a fair, strong woman with worn cheeks, eaten out with hunger for kisses. She hath played the harlot in diverse palaces. She hath given her body to the beasts. She hath slain her kinsfolk with strong venom of toads. She hath been scourged with many rods. She hath been broken in pieces upon the wheel. The hands of the hangman have bound her unto it. The fountains of water have been loosed upon her. She hath struggled with exceeding torment. She hath burst in sunder under the weight of the waters. She hath sunk into the awful sea. So am I. O Adonai, my Lord, and such are the waters of thine intolerable essence. So am I, O Adonai, my beloved, and thou hast burst me utterly in sunder. I am shed out like spilt blood upon the mountains. The ravens of dispersion have borne me utterly away. Therefore is the seal unloosed that guarded the eighth abyss. Therefore is the vast sea as a veil. Therefore is there a rending asunder of all things. Yea, also verily, thou art the cool, still water of the wizard fount. I have bathed in thee, and lost me in thy stillness. That which went in as a brave boy of beautiful limbs cometh forth as a maiden, as a little child for perfection. O thou, light and delight, ravish me away into the milky ocean of the stars. O thou, son of a light-transcending mother, blessed be thy name and the name of thy name throughout the ages. Behold, I am a butterfly at the source of creation. Let me die before the hour falling dead into thine infinite stream. Also, the stream of the stars floweth ever majestical, unto the abode. Bear me away upon the bosom of Nuit. This is the world of the waters of Maim. This is the bitter water that becometh sweet. Thou art beautiful and bitter, O golden one. O my Lord Adonai, O thou abyss of sapphire, I follow thee, and the waters of death fight strenuously against me, I pass unto the water beyond death and beyond life. How shall I answer the foolish man? In no way shall he come to the identity of thee. But I am the fool that heedeth not the play of the magician. Me doth the woman of the mysteries instruct in vain. I have burst the bonds of love and of power and of worship. Therefore is the eagle made one with the man and the gallows of infamy dance with the fruit of the just. I have descended, O oh my darling, into the black shining waters, and I have plucked thee forth as a black pearl of infinite preciousness. I have gone down, O oh my God, into the abyss of the all, and I have found thee in the midst under the guise of no thing. But as thou art the last, thou art also the next. And as the next do I reveal thee to the multitude. They that ever desired thee shall obtain thee, even at the end of their desire. Glorious, glorious, glorious art thou, O my lover supernal, 
O self of myself, for I have found thee alike in the me and the thee. There is no difference. O my beautiful, my desirable one, in the one and the many I have found thee, yea, I have found thee. This is the reading for March 30th. In this series, it is corresponded to the Adjustment, or Justice, card. Today's reading is different than all the other readings in this series. While I've called these podcasts 22 texts from the received writings of Aleister Crowley, Liber Libre, or Liber 30, is not a received text. It's a bit of regular writing described as an elementary course of morality suitable for the average man. Liber Libre Learn first, O thou who aspirest unto our ancient order, that equilibrium is the basis of the work. If thou thyself hast not a sure foundation, whereon wilt thou stand to direct the forces of nature? Know, then, that as a man is born into this world amidst the darkness of matter and the strife of contending forces, so must his first endeavor be to seek the light through their reconciliation. Thou, then, who hast trials and troubles, rejoice because of them, for in them is strength, and by their means is a pathway opened unto the light. How should it be otherwise? O man, whose life is but a day in eternity, a drop in the ocean of time, how, were thy trials not many, couldst thou purge thy soul from the dross of earth? Is it but now that the higher life is beset with dangers and difficulties? Hath it not ever been so with the sages and hierophants of the past? They have been persecuted and reviled. They have been tormented of men, yet through this also has their glory increased. Rejoice, therefore, O initiate, for the greater, for the greater thy trial, the greater thy triumph. When men shall revile thee and speak against thee falsely, hath not the Master said, Blessed art thou. Yet, O aspirant, let thy victories bring thee not vanity. For with increase of knowledge should come increase of wisdom. He who knoweth little thinketh he knoweth much, but he who knoweth much hath learned his own ignorance. Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. Be not hasty to condemn others. How knowest thou that in their place thou couldst have resisted the temptation? And even were it so, why shouldst thou despise one who is weaker than thyself? Thou, therefore, who desirest magical gifts, be sure that thy soul is firm and steadfast, for it is by flattering thy weaknesses that the weak ones will gain power over thee. Humble thyself before thyself, yet fear neither man nor spirit. Fear is failure, and the forerunner of failure, and courage is the beginning of virtue. Therefore, fear not the spirits, but be firm and courteous with them, for thou hast no right to despise or revile them, 
and this too may lead thee astray. Command and banish them, curse them by the great names if need be, but neither mock nor revile them, for so assuredly wilt thou be led into error. A man is what he maketh himself within the limits fixed by his inherited destiny. He is a part of mankind. His actions affect not only what he calleth himself, but also the whole universe. Worship and neglect not the physical body, which is thy temporary connection with the outer and material world. Therefore let thy mental equilibrium be above disturbance by material events. Strengthen and control the animal passions, discipline the emotions and the reason, nourish the higher aspirations. Do good unto others for its own sake, not for reward, not for gratitude from them, not for sympathy. If thou art generous, thou wilt not long for thine ears to be tickled by expressions of gratitude. Remember that unbalanced force is evil, that unbalanced severity is but cruelty and oppression, but that also unbalanced mercy is but weakness, which would allow and abet evil. Act passionately, think rationally, be thyself. True ritual is as much action as word. It is will. Remember that this earth is but an atom in the universe, and that thou thyself art but an atom thereon, and that even couldst thou become the god of this earth, whereon thou crawlest and grovelest, that thou wouldst even then be but an atom, and one amongst many. Nevertheless, have the greatest self-respect, and to that end, sin not against thyself. The sin which is unpardonable is knowingly and willfully to reject truth, to fear knowledge, lest that knowledge pander not to thy prejudices. To obtain magical power, learn to control thought. Admit only those ideas that are in harmony with the end desired, and not every stray and contradictory idea that presents itself. Fixed thought is a means to an end. Therefore, pay attention to the power of silent thought and meditation. The material act is but the outward expression of thy thought, and therefore it hath been said, it, therefore hath it been said, that the thought of foolishness is sin. Thought is the commencement of action, and if a chance thought can produce much effect, what cannot fixed thought do? Therefore, as hath already been said, establish thyself firmly in the equilibrium of forces, in the center of the cross of the elements, that cross from whose center the creative word issued in the birth of the dawning universe. Be thou, therefore, prompt and active as the sylphs, but avoid frivolity and caprice. Be energetic and strong like the salamanders, but avoid irritability and ferocity. Be flexible and attentive to images like the undines, but avoid idleness and changeability. Be laborious and patient like the gnomes, but avoid grossness and avarice. 
so shalt thou gradually develop the powers of thy soul, and fit thyself to command the spirits of the elements. For wert thou to summon the gnomes to pander to thine avarice, thou wouldst no longer command them, but they would command thee. Wouldst thou abuse the pure beings of the woods and mountains to fill thy coffers and satisfy thy hunger of gold? Wouldst thou debase the spirits of living fire to serve thy wrath and hatred? Wouldst thou violate the purity of the souls of the waters to pander to thy lust of debauchery? Wouldst thou force the spirits of the evening breeze to minister to thy folly and caprice? Know that with such desires thou canst but attract the weak, not the strong, and in that case the weak will have power over thee. In true religion there is no sect. Therefore take heed that thou blaspheme not the name by which another knoweth his God. For if thou do this thing in Jupiter, thou wilt blaspheme yod heh val and in Osiris, yod heh shin val Ask, and ye shall have, seek, and ye shall find, knock, and it shall be opened unto you. This is the reading for March 31st. In this series, it is corresponded to the Fortune, or Wheel of Fortune card. This text is Liber 7, Chapter 3. I was the priest of Amon-Ra in the temple of Amon-Ra at Thebai. But Bacchus came singing with his troops of vine-clad girls, of girls in dark mantles, and Bacchus in the midst like a fawn. God, how I ran out in my rage and scattered the chorus! But in my temple stood Bacchus, as the priest of Amon-Ra. Therefore I went wildly with the girls into Abyssinia, and there we abode and rejoiced exceedingly, yea, in good sooth. I will eat the ripe and the unripe fruit, for the glory of Bacchus, terraces of ilex and tears of onyx and opal and sardonyx leading up to the cool green porch of malachite. Within is a crystal shell shaped like an oyster, O glory of Priapus, O beatitude of the great goddess, therein is a pearl. O pearl, thou hast come from the majesty of dread Amon-Ra. Then I, the priest, beheld a steady glitter in the heart of the pearl. So bright we could not look, but behold, a blood-red rose upon a rood of glowing gold. So I adored the god. Bacchus, thou art the lover of my god. I, who was priest of Amon-Ra, who saw the Nile flow by for many moons, for many, many moons, am the young fawn of the gray land. I will set up my dance in your conventicles, and my secret loves shall be sweet among you. Thou shalt have a lover among the lords of the gray land. This shall he bring unto thee without which all is in vain. A man's life, spilt for thy love, upon mine altars. Amen. 
Let it be soon, O God, my God, I ache for thee, I wander very lonely among the mad folk in the gray land of desolation. Thou shalt set up the abominable, lonely thing of wickedness. O joy to lay that cornerstone! It shall stand erect upon the high mountain. Only my God shall commune with it. I will build it of a single ruby, it shall be seen from afar off. Come, let us irritate the vessels of the earth. They shall distill strange wine. It grows under my hand. It shall cover the whole heaven. Thou art behind me. I scream with a mad joy. Then said Ithuriel the strong, Let us also worship this invisible marvel. So did they, and the archangels swept over the heaven. Strange and mystic, like a yellow priest invoking the mighty flights of the great gray birds from the north, so do I stand and invoke thee. Let them obscure not the sun with their wings and their clamor. Take away form and its following. I am still. Thou art like an osprey among the rice. I am the great red pelican in the sunset waters. I am like a black eunuch, and thou art the scimitar. I smite off the head of the light one, the breaker of bread and salt. Yea, I smite, and the blood makes, as it were, a sunset upon the lapis lazuli of the king's bedchamber. I smite. The whole world is broken up into a mighty wind, and a voice cries aloud in a tongue that men cannot speak. I know that awful sound of primal joy. Let us follow on the wings of the gale, even unto the holy house of Hathor. Let us offer the five jewels of the cow upon her altar. Again, the inhuman voice. I rear my titan bulk into the teeth of the gale, and I smite and prevail, and swing me out over the sea. There is a strange pale god, a god of pain and deadly wickedness. My own soul bites into itself like a scorpion ringed with fire. That pallid god with face averted, that god of subtlety and laughter, that young Doric god, him will I serve, for the end thereof is torment unspeakable, better the loneliness of the great gray sea. But ill befall the folk of the gray land, my god, let me smother them with my roses, O thou delicious god. Smile sinister. I pluck thee, O oh my God, like a purple plum upon a sunny tree. How thou dost melt in my mouth, thy consecrated sugar of the stars. The world is all gray before mine eyes. It is like an old worn wineskin. All the wine of it is on these lips. Thou hast begotten me upon a marble statue. O oh my God, the body is icy cold with the coldness of a million moons. It is harder than the adamant of eternity. How shall I come forth into the light? Thou art he, O God, O my darling, my child, my plaything. Thou art like a cluster of maidens, like a multitude of swans upon the lake. I feel the essence of softness. I am hard 
and strong and male, but come thou, I shall be soft and weak and feminine. Thou shalt crush me in the winepress of thy love. My blood shall stain thy fiery feet with litanies of love in anguish. There shall be a new flower in the fields, a new vintage in the vineyards. The bees shall gather a new honey. The poets shall sing a new song. I shall gain the pain of the goat for my prize, and the god that sitteth upon the shoulders of time shall drowse. Then shall all this which is written be accomplished. Yea, it shall be accomplished. This is the reading for April 1st. In this series, it is corresponded to the Hermit card. This is Liber 7, Chapter 5. Oh, my beautiful God, I swim in thy heart like a trout in the mountain torrent. I leap from pool to pool in my joy. I am goodly with brown and gold and silver. Why, I am lovelier than the russet autumn woods at the first snowfall, and the crystal cave of my thought is lovelier than I. Only one fishhook can draw me out. It is a woman kneeling by the bank of the stream. It is she that pours the bright dew over herself and into the sand, so that the river gushes forth. There is a bird on yonder myrtle. Only the song of that bird can draw me out of the pool of thy heart, O oh my God. Who is this Neapolitan boy that laughs in his happiness? His lover is the mighty crater of the mountain of fire. I saw his charred limbs borne down upon the slopes in a stealthy tongue of liquid stone. And oh, the chirp of the cicada. I remember the days when I was cacique in Mexico. O oh my God, wast thou then as now, my beautiful lover? Was my boyhood then as now thy toy, thy joy? Verily, I remember those iron days. I remember how we drenched the bitter lakes with our torrent of gold, how we sank the treasurable image in the crater of Kitlatepetl. How the good flame lifted us even unto the lowlands, setting us down in the impenetrable forest. Yea, thou wast a strange scarlet bird with a bill of gold. I was thy mate in the forests of the lowland, and ever we heard from afar the shrill chant of mutilated priests and the insane clamor of the sacrifice of maidens. There was a weird winged god that told us of his wisdom. We attained to be starry grains of gold dust in the sands of a slow river. Yea, and that river was the river of space and of time also. We parted thence ever to the smaller, ever to the greater, until now, O oh sweet God, we are ourselves the same. O oh God of mine, thou art like a little white goat with lightning in his horns. I love thee, 
I love thee. Every breath, every word, every thought, every deed is an act of love with thee. The beat of my heart is the pendulum of love. The songs of me are the soft sighs. The thoughts of me are very rapture. And the deeds are the myriads of thy children, the stars and the atoms. Let there be nothing. Let all things drop into this ocean of love. By this devotion, a potent spell to exorcise the demons of the five. Ah, God, all is gone. Thou dost consummate thy rapture. Felutli, felutli. There is a solemnity of the silence. There is no more voice at all. So shall it be unto the end. We who were dust shall never fall away into the dust. So shall it be. Then, O oh my God, the breath of the garden of spices, all these have a savor averse. The cone is cut with an infinite ray. The curve of hyperbolic life springs into being. Farther and farther we float, yet we are still. It is the chain of systems that is falling away from us. First falls the silly world, the world of the old gray land. Falls it unthinkably far, with its sorrowful, bearded face presiding over it. It fades to silence and woe. We to silence and bliss, and the face is the laughing face of Eros. Smiling, we greet him with the secret signs. He leads us into the inverted palace. There is the heart of blood, a pyramid reaching its apex down beyond the wrong of the beginning. Bury me unto thy glory, O beloved, O princely lover of this harlot maiden, within the secretest chamber of the palace. It is done quickly. Yea, the seal is upon the vault. There is one that shall avail to open it. Nor by memory, nor by imagination, nor by prayer, nor by fasting, nor by scourging, nor by drugs, nor by ritual, nor by meditation, only by passive love shall he avail. He shall await the sword of the beloved and bear his throat for the stroke. Then shall his blood leap out and write me runes in the sky, yea, write me runes in the sky. This is the reading for April 2nd. In this series, it is corresponded to the Lust, or Strength, card. I'll be reading Liber Stelle Rube, or Liber 66. Apep deifieth Azar. Let excellent virgins evoke rejoicing, son of night. This is the book of the most secret cult of the ruby star. It shall be given to none, save to the shameless in deed as in word. No man shall understand this writing. It is too subtle for the sons of men. If the ruby star have shed its blood upon thee, if in the season of the moon thou hast invoked by the yod and the pe, then mayest thou partake 
of this most secret sacrament. One shall instruct another with no care for the matters of men's thought. There shall be a fair altar in the midst, extended upon a black stone, at the head of the altar gold, and twin images in green of the master. In the midst a cup of green wine, at the foot the star of ruby. The altar shall be entirely bare. First, the ritual of the flaming star, next the ritual of the seal, Next, the infernal adorations of Oai Mu Pa Telai Tu Wa Melai E E E Tu Fu Tulu Tu Fu Tulu Pa Sa Ga Qui Mu Telai Ya pu melai u u u se gu melai pe fu telai fu tu lu o chi bale wa pa male ut 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 ge fu letre le fu male kut hut Nut Al Rel Moei T T T Wa La Pelai Tu Fu Latai We Ni B Also thou shalt excite the wheels with the five wounds and the five wounds. Then thou shalt excite the wheels with the two and the third in their midst, even Saturn and Jupiter, Sun and Moon, Mars and Venus and Mercury, then the five and the sixth. Also the altar shall fume before the master with incense that hath no smoke. That which is to be denied shall be denied. That which is to be trampled shall be trampled. That which is to be spat upon shall be spat upon. These things shall be burnt in the outer fire. Then again the master shall speak as he will soft words, and with music, and what else he bring forward the victim. Also he shall slay a young child upon the altar, and the blood shall cover the altar with perfume as of roses. Then shall the master appear as he should appear, in his glory. He shall stretch himself upon the altar, and awake it into life and into death. For so we conceal that life which is beyond. The temple shall be darkened, save for the fire and the lamp of the altar. There shall he kindle a great fire and a devouring, and he shall smite the altar with his scourge, and blood shall flow therefrom. Also he shall have made roses bloom thereon. In the end he shall offer up the vast sacrifice. At the moment when the god licks up the flame upon the altar, all these things shalt thou perform strictly, observing the time, and the beloved shall abide with thee. 
Thou shalt not disclose the interior world of this rite unto any one. Therefore have I written it in symbols that cannot be understood. I, who reveal the ritual, am Iao and Oai, the right and the averse. These are alike unto me. Now the veil of this operation is called shame, and the glory abideth within. Thou shalt comfort the heart of the secret stone with the warm blood. Thou shalt make a subtle decoction of delight, and the watchers shall drink thereof. I, Apep the serpent, am the heart of Yeo. Isis shall await Esar, and I in the midst. Also, the priestess shall seek another altar, and perform my ceremonies thereon. There shall be no hymn nor dithyram in my praise and the praise of the right, seeing that it is utterly beyond. Thou shalt assure thyself of the stability of the altar. In this right thou shalt be alone. I will give thee another ceremony, whereby many shall rejoice. Before all let the oath be taken firmly, as thou raisest up the altar from the black earth, in the words that thou knowest. For I also swear unto thee by my body and soul that shall never be parted in sunder, that I dwell within thee coiled and ready to spring. I will give thee the kingdoms of the earth, O thou who hast mastered the kingdoms of the east and the west. I am Apep, O thou slain one. Thou shalt slay thyself upon mine altar. I will have thy blood to drink. For I am a mighty vampire, and my children shall suck up the wine of the earth, which is blood. Thou shalt replenish thy veins from the chalice of heaven. Thou shalt be secret, a fear to the world. Thou shalt be exalted, and none shall see thee. Exalted, and none shall suspect thee. For there are two glories diverse, and thou who hast won the first shall enjoy the second. I leap with joy within thee, my head is arisen to strike. O oh, the lust, the sheer rapture of the life of the snake in the spine, mightier than God or man, I am in them, and pervade them. Follow out these, my words, fear nothing, fear nothing, fear nothing, for I am nothing, and me thou shalt fear. O oh, my virgin, my prophet, within whose bowels I rejoice. Thou shalt fear with the fear of love. I will overcome thee. Thou shalt be very nigh to death, but I will overcome thee. The new life shall illumine thee with the light that is beyond the stars. Thinkest thou? I, the force that have created all, am not to be despised, and I will slay thee in my lust. Thou shalt scream with the joy and the pain and the fear and the love so that the logos of a new god leaps out among the stars. There shall be no sound heard but this thy lion roar of rapture, yea, this thy lion roar of rapture. This is the reading for April 3rd. 
In this series, it is corresponded to the chariot card. Today's text is Liber Chaith, or Liber 156. This is the secret of the Holy Grail. That is the sacred vessel of Our Lady, the Scarlet Woman, Babylon, the mother of abominations, the bride of chaos, that rideth upon our Lord the Beast. Thou shalt drain out thy blood that is thy life into the golden cup of her fornication. Thou shalt mingle thy life with the universal life. Thou shalt keep not back one drop. Then shall thy brain be dumb, and thy heart beat no more, and all thy life shall go from thee, and thou shalt be cast out upon the midden, and the birds of the air shall feast upon thy flesh, and thy bones shall whiten in the sun. Then shall the winds gather themselves together, and bear thee up as it were a little heap of dust in a sheet that hath four corners, and they shall give it unto the guardians of the abyss. And because there is no life therein, the guardians of the abyss shall bid the angels of the winds pass by, and the angels shall lay thy dust in the city of the pyramids, and the name thereof shall be no more. Now, therefore, that thou mayest achieve this ritual of the Holy Grail, do thou divest thyself of all thy goods. Thou hast wealth. Give it unto them that have need thereof, yet no desire toward it. Thou hast health. Slay thyself in the fervor of thine abandonment unto Our Lady. Let thy flesh hang loose upon thy bones, and thine eyes glare with thy quenchless lust unto the infinite, with thy passion for the unknown, for her that is beyond knowledge, the accursed one. Thou hast love. Tear thy mother from thine heart, and spit in the face of thy father. Let thy foot trample the belly of thy wife, and let the babe at her breast be the prey of dogs and vultures. For if thou dost not this with thy will, then shall we do this despite thy will, so that thou attain to the sacrament of the grail in the chapel of abominations. And behold, if by stealth thou keep unto thyself one thought of thine, then shalt thou be cast out into the abyss forever, and thou shalt be the lonely one, the eater of dung, the afflicted in the day of be with us. Yea, verily, this is the truth, this is the truth, this is the truth. Unto thee shall be granted joy, and health, and wealth, and wisdom, when thou art no longer thou. Then shall every gain be a new sacrament, and it shall not defile thee. Thou shalt revel with the wanton in the marketplace, and the virgins shall fling roses upon thee, and the merchants bend their knees and bring thee gold and spices. Also young boys shall pour wonderful wines for thee, and the singers and the dancers shall sing and dance for thee. Yet shalt thou not be therein, 
For thou shalt be forgotten, dust lost in dust. Nor shall the aeon itself avail thee in this, for from the dust shall a white ash be prepared by Hermes the Invisible. And this is the wrath of God, that these things should be thus. And this is the grace of God, that these things should be thus. Wherefore I charge you that ye come unto me in the beginning, for if ye take but one step in this path, ye must arrive inevitably at the end thereof. This path is beyond life and death. It is also beyond love, but that ye know not, for ye know not love. And the end thereof is known not even unto Our Lady, or to the beast whereon she rideth, nor unto the virgin her daughter, nor unto Chaos, her lawful lord. But unto the crowned child is it known? It is not known if it be known. Therefore unto Hadith and unto Nuit be the glory in the end and the beginning. Yea, in the end and the beginning. This is the reading for April 4th. In this series, it is corresponded to the Lover's Card. This is Liber 65, Chapter 2. I passed into the mountain of Lapis Lazuli, even as a green hawk between the pillars of turquoise that is seated upon the throne of the east. So came I to Duant, the starry abode, and I heard voices crying aloud, O thou that sittest upon the earth, so spake a certain veiled one to me, thou art not greater than thy mother, thou speck of dust infinitesimal. Thou art the Lord of glory and the unclean dog. Stooping down, dipping my wings, I came unto the darkly splendid abodes. There, in that formless abyss, was I made a partaker of the mysteries averse. I suffered the deadly embrace of the snake and of the goat. I paid the infernal homage to the shame of Kem. Therein was this virtue, that the one became the all. Moreover, I beheld a vision of a river. There was a little boat thereon, and in it, under purple sails, was a golden woman, an image of Ossi wrought in the finest gold. Also, the river was of blood and the boat of shining steel. Then I loved her, and, loosing my girdle, cast myself into the stream. I gathered myself into the little boat, and for many days and nights did I love her, burning beautiful incense before her. Yea, I gave her the flower of my youth. But she stirred not. 
Only by my kisses I defiled her, so that she turned to blackness before me. Yet I worshipped her, and gave her of the flower of my youth. Also it came to pass, that thereby she sickened, and corrupted before me, almost I cast myself into the stream. Then, at the end appointed, her body was whiter than the milk of the stars, and her lips red and warm as the sunset, and her life of a white heat, like the heat of the midmost sun. Then rose she up from the abyss of ages of sleep, and her body embraced me. Altogether I melted into her beauty and was glad. The river also became the river of Amrit, and the little boat was the chariot of the flesh, and the sails thereof the blood of the heart that beareth me, that beareth me. Oh, serpent woman of the stars, I, even I, have fashioned thee from a pale image of fine gold. Also, the Holy One came upon me, and I beheld a white swan floating in the blue. Between its wings I sate, and the aeons fled away. When the swan flew and dived and soared, yet no whither we went. A little crazy boy that rode with me spake unto the swan and said, who art thou that dost float and fly and dive and soar in the inane? Behold, these many aeons have passed. Whence camest thou? Whither wilt thou go? And laughing, I chid him, saying, No whence, no whither. The swan being silent, he answered, Then, if with no goal, why this eternal journey? And I laid my head against the head of the swan and laughed, saying, Is there not joy ineffable in this aimless winging? Is there not weariness and impatience for who would attain to some goal? And the swan was ever silent. Ah, but we floated in the infinite abyss. Joy, joy. White swan, bear thou ever me up between thy wings. O silence, O rapture, O end of things visible and invisible, this is all mine who am not. Radiant God, let me fashion an image of gems and gold for thee, that the people may cast it down and trample it to dust, that thy glory may be seen of them. Nor shall it be spoken in the markets that I am come who should come, but thy coming shall be the one word. Thou shalt manifest thyself in the unmanifest. In the secret places men shall meet with thee, and thou shalt overcome them. I saw a pale, sad boy that lay upon the marble in the sunlight and wept. By his side was the forgotten lute. Ah, but he wept. Then came an eagle from the abyss of glory and overshadowed him. So black was the shadow that he was no more visible. But I heard the lute lively discoursing through the blue still air. Ah, messenger of the beloved one, let thy shadow be over me. Thy name is Death, 
it may be, or shame, or love. So thou bringest me tidings of the Beloved One, I shall not ask thy name. Where is now the Master? cry the little crazy boys. He is dead, he is shamed, he is wedded, and their mockery shall ring round the world. But the Master shall have had his reward. The laughter of the mockers shall be a ripple in the hair of the Beloved One. Behold, the abyss of the great deep. Therein is a mighty dolphin lashing his sides with the force of the waves. There is also an harper of gold playing infinite tunes. Then the dolphin delighted therein and put off his body and became a bird. The harper also laid aside his harp and played infinite tunes upon the panpipe. Then the bird desired exceedingly this bliss, and laying down its wings, became a fawn of the forest. The harper also laid down his panpipe, and with the human voice sang his infinite tunes. Then the fawn was enraptured, and followed far. At last the harper was silent, and the fawn became pan, in the midst of the primal forest of eternity. Thou canst not charm the dolphin with silence, O my prophet. Then the adept was wrapped away in bliss, and the beyond of bliss, and exceeded the excess of excess. Also his body shook and staggered with the burden of that bliss, and that excess, and that ultimate nameless. They cried, He is drunk, or he is mad, or he is in pain, or he is about to die and he heard them not. O oh, my Lord, my beloved, how shall I indite songs when even the memory of the shadow of thy glory is a thing beyond all music or speech or of silence? Behold, I am a man. Even a little child might not endure thee, and lo, I was alone in a great park, and by a certain hillock was a ring of deep enameled grass, wherein green-clad ones most beautiful played. In their play I came, even unto the land of fairy sleep. All my thoughts were clad in green, most beautiful were they. All night they danced and sang, but thou art the morning, O oh, my darling, my serpent, that twinest thee about this heart. I am the heart, and thou the serpent. Wind thy coils closer about me, so that no light nor bliss may penetrate. Crush out the blood of me as a grape upon the tongue of a white Doric girl that languishes with her lover in the moonlight. Then let the end awake. Long hast thou slept, O great god Terminus, Long ages hast thou waited at the end of the city and the roads thereof. Awake thou, wait no more. Nay, Lord, but I am come to thee. It is I that wait at last. The prophet cried against the mountain, Come thou hither that I may speak with thee. The mountain stirred not. Therefore went the prophet unto the mountain and spake unto it, 
But the feet of the prophet were weary, and the mountain heard not his voice. But I have called unto thee, and I have journeyed unto thee, and it availed me not. I waited patiently, and thou wast with me from the beginning. This now I know, O my beloved, and we are stretched at our ease among the vines. But these thy prophets, they must cry aloud and scourge themselves. They must cross trackless wastes and unfathomed oceans to await thee is the end, not the beginning. Let darkness cover up the writing, let the scribe depart among his ways, but thou and I are stretched at our ease among the vines. What is he? O thou, beloved one, is there not an end? Nay, but there is an end. Awake, arise, gird up thy limbs, O thou runner, bear thou the word unto the mighty cities, yea, unto the mighty cities. This is the reading for April 5th. In this series, it corresponds to the Hierophant card. Today's reading is Lieber 65, Chapter 5. Ah, my Lord Adonai, that dalliest with the magister in the treasure house of pearls, let me listen to the echo of your kisses. Is not the starry heaven shaken as a leaf at the tremulous rapture of your love? Am not I the flying spark of light whirled away by the great wind of your perfection? Yea, cried the Holy One, and from thy spark will I, the Lord, kindle a great light. I will burn through the gray city in the old and desolate land. I will cleanse it from its great impurity. And thou, O prophet, shalt see these things, and thou shalt heed them not. Now is the pillar established in the void. Now is Asi fulfilled of Asar. Now is Hur let down into the animal soul of things like a fiery star that falleth upon the darkness of the earth. Through the midnight thou art dropped. O my child, my conqueror, my sword-girt captain, O Hur, and they shall find thee as a black, gnarled, glittering stone, and they shall worship thee. My prophet shall prophesy concerning thee, around thee the maidens shall dance, and bright babes be born unto them. Thou shalt inspire the proud ones with infinite pride, and the humble ones with an ecstasy of abasement. All this shall transcend the known and the unknown with somewhat that hath no name. For it is as the abyss of the arcanum that is opened in the secret place of silence. Thou hast come hither, O my prophet, through grave paths. Thou hast eaten of the dung of the abominable ones. Thou hast prostrated thyself before the goat and the crocodile, the evil men have made thee a plaything. Thou hast wandered as a painted harlot, ravishing with sweet scent and Chinese coloring, in the streets, 
thou hast darkened thy eye-pits with coal. Thou hast tinted thy lips with vermilion. Thou hast plastered thy cheeks with ivory enamels. Thou hast played the wanton in every gate and byway of the great city. The men of the city have lusted after thee to abuse thee and to beat thee. They have mouthed the golden spangles of fine dust wherewith thou didst bedeck thine hair. They have scourged the painted flesh of thee with their whips. Thou hast suffered unspeakable things. But I have burnt within thee as a pure flame without oil. In the midnight I was brighter than the moon. In the daytime I exceeded utterly the sun. In the byways of thy being I flamed, and dispelled the illusion. Therefore thou art wholly pure before me. Therefore thou art my virgin unto eternity. Therefore I love thee with surpassing love. Therefore they that despise thee shall adore thee. Thou shalt be lovely and pitiful toward them. Thou shalt heal them of the unutterable evil. They shall change in their destruction, even as two dark stars that crash together in the abyss and blaze up in an infinite burning. All this while did Adonai pierce my being with his sword that hath four blades, the blade of the thunderbolt, the blade of the pylon, the blade of the serpent, the blade of the phallus. Also he taught me the holy, unutterable word, Ararita, so that I melted the sixfold gold into a single invisible point, whereof naught may be spoken. For the magistry of this opus is a secret magistry, and the sign of the master thereof is a certain ring of lapis lazuli with the name of my master, who am I, and the I in the midst thereof. Also he spake, and said, This is a secret sign, and thou shalt not disclose it unto the profane nor unto the neophyte, nor unto the zealotor, nor unto the practicus, nor unto the philosophus, nor unto the lesser adept, nor unto the greater adept. But unto the exempt adept thou shalt disclose thyself, if thou have need of him, for the lesser operations of thine art. Accept the worship of the foolish people whom thou hatest. The fire is not defiled by the altars of the gabbers, nor is the moon contaminated by the incense of them that adore the queen of night. Thou shalt dwell among the people as a precious diamond among cloudy diamonds and crystals and pieces of glass. Only the eye of the just merchant shall behold thee, and plunging in his hand shall single thee out and glorify thee before men. But thou shalt heed none of this. Thou shalt ever be the heart, and I the serpent will coil close about thee. My coils shall never relax throughout the aeons, neither change nor sorrow nor unsubstantiality shall have thee, for thou art past beyond all these. 
even as the diamond shall glow red for the rose, and green for the rose leaf, so shalt thou abide apart from the impressions. I am thou, and the pillar is established in the void. Also, thou art beyond the stabilities of being, and of consciousness, and of bliss, for I am thou, and the pillar is established in the void. Also thou shalt discourse of these things unto the man that writeth him, and he shall partake of them as a sacrament, for I who am thou am he, and the pillar is established in the void. From the crown to the abyss, so goeth it single and erect. Also the limitless sphere shall glow with the brilliance thereof. Thou shalt rejoice in the pools of adorable water. Thou shalt bedeck thy damsels with pearls of fecundity. Thou shalt light flame like licking tongues of liquor of the gods between the pools. Also thou shalt convert the all-sweeping air into the winds of pale water. Thou shalt transmute the earth into a blue abyss of wine. Ruddy are the gleams of ruby and gold that sparkle therein. One drop shall intoxicate the Lord of the gods, my servant. Also, Adonai spake unto V, 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 saying, O oh, my little one, my tender one, my little amorous one, my gazelle, my beautiful, my boy, let us fill up the pillar of the infinite with an infinite kiss, so that the stable was shaken and the unstable became still. They that beheld it cried with a formidable affright, The end of things has come upon us. And it was even so. Also, I was in the spirit vision, and beheld a parasitical pomp of atheists, coupled by two and by two in the supernal ecstasy of the stars. They did laugh and rejoice exceedingly, being clad in purple robes and drunken with purple wine, and their whole soul was one purple flower flame of holiness. They beheld not God, they beheld not the image of God. Therefore they were arisen to the palace of the splendor ineffable. A sharp sword smote out before them, and the worm, hope, writhed in its death agony under their feet. Even as their rapture shore asunder the visible hope, so also the fear invisible fled away and was no more. O oh, ye that are beyond Eormuzdi and Arimines, blessed are ye unto the ages. They shaped doubt as a sickle, and reaped the flowers of faith for their garlands. They shaped ecstasy as a spear, and pierced the ancient dragon that sat upon the stagnant water. Then the fresh springs were unloosed, that the folk athirst might be at ease. And again, I was caught up in the presence of my Lord Adonai, and the knowledge and conversation of the Holy One, the angel that guardeth me. O oh, Holy, Exalted One, O oh, Self 
beyond self, O self-luminous image of the unimaginable not, O my darling, my beautiful, come thou forth and follow me. Adonai, divine Adonai, let Adonai initiate refulgent dalliance. Thus I concealed the name of her name that inspireth my rapture, the scent of whose body bewildereth the soul, the light of whose soul abaseth this body unto the beasts. I have sucked out the blood with my lips. I have drained her beauty of its sustenance. I have abased her before me. I have mastered her. I have possessed her, and her life is within me. In her blood I inscribe the secret riddles of the sphinx of the gods that none shall understand, save only the pure and voluptuous the chaste and obscene, the androgyne and the gynander that have passed beyond the bars of the prison that the old slime of Chem set up in the gates of Aminti. Oh, my adorable, my delicious one, all night will I pour out the libation on thine altars, all night will I burn the sacrifice of blood, all night will I swing the thurible of my delight before thee, and the fervor of the orisons shall intoxicate thy nostrils. O thou who camest from the land of the elephant, girt about with the tiger's pell, and garlanded with the lotus of the spirit, do thou inebriate my life with thy madness, that she leap at my passing. Bid thy maidens who follow thee bestrew us a bed of flowers immortal, that we may take our pleasure thereupon. Bid thy satyrs heap thorns among the flowers, that we may take our pain thereupon. Let the pleasure and pain be mingled in one supreme offering unto the Lord Adonai. Also I heard the voice of Adonai, the Lord, the Desirable One, concerning that which is beyond. Let not the dwellers in Thebai and the temples thereof prate ever of the pillars of Hercules and the ocean of the west. Is not the Nile a beautiful water? Let not the priest of Isis uncover the nakedness of Nuit, for every step is a death and a birth. The priest of Isis lifted the veil of Isis, and was slain by the kisses of her mouth. Then he was the priest of Nuit, and drank of the milk of the stars. Let not the failure and the pain turn aside the worshippers. The foundation of the pyramid were hewn in the living rock ere sunset. Did the king weep at dawn that the crown of the pyramid was yet unquarried in the distant land? There was also an hummingbird that spake unto the horned Serastes, and prayed him for poison. And the great snake of Chem, the Holy One, the royal Uraeus serpent, answered him and said, I sailed over the sky of Nu in the car called Millions of Years, and I saw not any creature upon Seb that was equal to me. The venom of my fang is the inheritance of my father and of my father's father, and how shall I give it unto thee? 
Live thou, and thy children as I and my fathers have lived, even unto a hundred millions of generations. And it may be that the mercy of the mighty ones may bestow upon thy children a drop of the poison of Eld. Then the hummingbird was afflicted in his spirit, and he flew unto the flowers. And it was as if naught had been spoken between them. Yet in a little while, a serpent struck him, that he died. But an ibis that meditated upon the bank of the Nile, the beautiful god, listened and heard. And he laid aside his ibis ways and became as a serpent, saying, Peradventure, in an hundred millions of millions of generations of my children, they shall attain to a drop of the poison of the fang of the exalted one. And behold, ere the moon waxed thrice, he became an Uraeus serpent, and the poison of the fang was established in him and his seed, even for ever and for ever. O thou serpent Apep, my lord Adonai, it is a speck of minutest time, this traveling through eternity, and in thy sight the landmarks are of fair white marble, untouched by the tool of the graver. Therefore thou art mine, even now and forever and for everlasting. Amen. Moreover, I heard the voice of Adonai seal up the book of the heart in the serpent. In the number five and sixty seal thou the holy book. As fine gold that is beaten into a diadem for the fair queen of Pharaoh, as great stones that are cemented together into the pyramid of the ceremony of the death of Asar, so do thou bind together the words and the deeds, so that all is one thought of me, thy delight, Adonai. And I answered and said, It is done even according unto thy word, and it was done. And they that read the book and debated thereon passed into the desolate land of barren words. And they that sealed up the book into their blood were the chosen of Adonai, and the thought of Adonai was a word and a deed. And they abode in the land that the far-off travelers call not. O oh, land beyond honey and spice and all perfection, I will dwell therein with my Lord forever. And the Lord Adonai delighteth in me, and I bear the cup of his gladness unto the weary ones of the old gray land. They that drink thereof are smitten of disease. The abomination hath hold upon them, and their torment is like the thick black smoke of the evil abode. But the chosen ones drank thereof, and became even as my Lord, my beautiful, my desirable one. There is no wine like unto this wine. They are gathered together into a glowing heart, as Ra that gathered his clouds about him at eventide into a molten sea of joy, and the snake that is the crown of Ra bindeth them about with the golden girdle of the death kisses. So also is the end of the book, 
And the Lord Adonai is about it on all sides like a thunderbolt, and a pylon, and a snake, and a phallus. And in the midst thereof he is like the woman that jetteth out the milk of the stars from her paps. Yea, the milk of the stars from her paps. This is the reading for April 6th. In this series, it is corresponded to the star card. This is Liber Avrarita, Chapter 6. Tav. Deeper and deeper into the mire of things. Farther and farther into the never-ending expansion of the abyss. The great goddess that bendeth over the universe is my mistress. I am the winged globe at her heart. I contract as ever she expandeth. At the end, it is all one. Our loves have brought to birth the father and creator of all things. He hath established the elements, the aether, the air, the water, the earth, and the fire. He hath established the wandering stars in their courses. He hath plowed with the seven stars of his plow, that the seven might move indeed, yet ever point to the unchangeable one. He hath established the eight belts, wherewith he hath girdled the globes. He hath established the trinity of triads in all things, forcing fire into fire, and ordering all things in the stable abode of the kings of Egypt. He hath established his rule in his kingdom, yet the Father also boweth unto the power of the star 418, and thereby in his subtlety he expandeth it all into twelve rays of the crown, and these twelve rays are one. This is the reading for April 7th. In this series, it is corresponded to the Empress card. This is Liber 7, Chapter 7. By the burning of the incense was the word revealed, and by the distant drug. O oh, meal and honey and oil, O oh, beautiful flag of the moon, that she hangs out in the center of bliss, these loosen the swathings of the corpse, these unbind the feet of Osiris, so that the flaming god may rage through the firmament with his fantastic spear. But of pure black marble is the sorry statue, and the changeless pain of the eyes is bitter to the blind. We understand the rapture of that shaken marble, torn by the throes of the crowned child, the golden rod of the golden god. We know why all is hidden in the stone, within the coffin, within the mighty sepulchre. And we too answer, Olalam, Imal, Tutulu, as it is written in the ancient book. Three words of that book are as life to a new aeon. No god has read the whole, but thou and I, 
O God, have written it page by page. Ours is the elevenfold reading of the elevenfold word. These seven letters together make seven diverse words. Each word is divine, and seven sentences are hidden therein. Thou art the word, O my darling, my Lord, my master. O, come to me, mix the fire and the water, all shall dissolve. I await thee in sleeping, in waking. I invoke thee no more, for thou art in me. O thou who hast made me a beautiful instrument tuned to thy rapture, yet art thou ever apart, even as I. I remember a certain holy day, in the dusk of the year, in the dusk of the equinox of Osiris, when first I beheld thee visibly, when first the dreadful issue was fought out, when the ibis-headed one charmed away the strife. I remember thy first kiss, even as a maiden should, nor in the dark byways was there another, thy kisses abide. There is none other beside thee in the whole universe of love. My God, I love thee, O thou goat with gilded horns, thou beautiful bull of Apis, thou beautiful serpent of Apep, thou beautiful child of the pregnant goddess, thou hast stirred in thy sleep, O ancient sorrow of years, thou hast raised thine head to strike, and all is dissolved into the abyss of glory, an end to the letters of the words, an end to the sevenfold speech. Resolve me the wonder of it all into the figure of a gaunt, swift camel striding over the sand. Lonely is he, and abominable, yet hath he gained the crown. Oh, rejoice! Rejoice, my God, oh my God, I am but a speck in the stardust of ages. I am the master of the secret things. I am the revealer and the preparer. Mine is the sword and the mitre and the winged wand. I am the initiator and the destroyer. Mine is the globe and the Bennu bird and the lotus of Isis, my daughter. I am the one beyond these all, and I bear the symbols of the mighty darkness. There shall be a sigil as of a vast, black, brooding ocean of death and the central blaze of darkness, radiating its night upon all. It shall swallow up that lesser darkness, but in that profound, who shall answer? What is? Not I, not thou, O God. Come, let us no more reason together. Let us enjoy. Let us be ourselves, silent, unique, apart. O oh, lonely woods of the world, in what recesses will ye hide our love? The forest of the spears of the Most High is called Night and Hades and the day of wrath. But I am his captain, and I bear his cup. Fear me not with my spearmen. They shall slay the demons with their petty prongs. Ye shall be free. 
Ah, slaves, ye will not, ye will not know how to will. Yet the music of my spears shall be a song of freedom. A great bird shall sweep from the abyss of joy, and bear ye away to be my cup-bearers. Come, O my God, in one last rapture let us attain to the union with the many. In the silence of things, in the night of forces, beyond the accursed domain of the three, let us enjoy our love. My darling, my darling, away, away beyond the assembly and the law and the enlightenment unto an anarchy of solitude and darkness. For even thus must we veil the brilliance of our self. My darling, my darling, oh my God, but the love in me bursts over the bonds of space and time. My love is spilt among them that love not love. My wine is poured out for them that never tasted wine. The fumes thereof shall intoxicate them, and the vigor of my love shall breed mighty children from their maidens. Yea, without draught, without embrace. And the voice answered, Yea, these things shall be. Then I sought a word for myself. Nay, for myself. And the word came, O thou, it is well, heed not, I love thee, I love thee. Therefore had I faith unto the end of all, yea, unto the end of all. Thank you for listening to some or all of these 12 recordings from a series of 22. This is the end of part two. The final episode of this three-part series will be the readings for April 8th, 9th, and 10th. Until next time, this is Frater H saying, hey.